0: Call in at 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live
3: right now. Good afternoon, everyone, or evening, wherever you're listening at in the United States, maybe on the East Coast. It's just a couple hours later than here in Colorado, but we welcome you to Calvary Live. So glad that you can join us for today's program. This is the last Tuesday of March, and with you live on this Tuesday afternoon, evening, So give me a call. You just heard the call in number 303-690-3000. You might be asking, who am I calling? My name is Jeff Figgs of Calvary Chapel Greeley. I pastor the church here, been here for 26 years. We came up and started the church with a couple small kids, and God has blessed so tremendously. So, so glad to be with you on this day. The call in number again is 303-690-3000. Give me a call. Here at Calvary Live, like to answer your questions about the Bible or Christian living or our worldview about certain things that are going on around the world. There is so much that is going on. The world has changed very, very drastically and and um in so many different ways. Um and so the Bible has a lot to say about where we're headed. So give me a call. Love to talk to you about that, point you to the Word of God. We as Christians, we have a living hope through his resurrection. We belong to a kingdom that will be established one day. So all of this is culminating to where the Lord's going to come back and establish his kingdom. Uh, so give me a call. If you need prayer, uh, call me. I'd love to pray with you. Again, we got all open lines right now. Three zero three six nine zero three thousand is the call-in number. And there is another way for you to be able to ask a question or to uh, ask for prayer, and that's through a dedicated text line. And that's 720-336-0897. I would encourage you to uh, just put those numbers in your contacts and under Calvary Live, the call-in number and the text line, and then you can just pull it up and you can get a hold of us. But I want to welcome all those in uh, that are listening today on Grace FM Colorado, up into actually the signal goes up to Southern Wyoming. Welcome. You're listening live on this Tuesday afternoon. And love to talk to you, so give me a call. And those of you in Wyoming as well. And then also those of you who are listening on Radio by Grace, give me a call. You're listening live uh, as many stations across the nation uh, have uh, Calvary Live now through Radio by Grace, so give me a call. And then online listeners. We have online listeners all throughout the country. And so give me a call anywhere in the United States. You can call me at 303-690-3000 is the call-in number, or you can text at 720-336-0897. All lines are open right now, or at least the phone's starting to ring, so we've got two open lines. Grab it early because the lines can tend to fill up quickly. And then I also just want to say and shout out to those of you who listen on Hope FM, Truth FM, Higher Rock Radio. You too can call in. You've been a part of Calvary Life for years those of you on the East Coast on Hope and Truth FM, and most most of you know that it is a week delayed the broadcast, uh, but you can call and we'll have our conversation, and then you can listen to it a week later. So three zero three six nine zero three thousand is the call in number. Give me a call. Let's talk about the Lord, the things of the Lord, and so we'd like to just go to the Word of God. This is your show, and I pray that it's an encouragement, it's a blessing. Uh, Maybe there's a question you have that a lot of other people are wondering about, so don't hesitate to give me a call. Two open lines, and then the text line is available for you as well. In the meantime, let's go to Commerce City, where Matt's on line two, I believe. Matt? Hey. How are you? Go ahead, Matt. Matt, are you there? We just lost Matt, so... Okay, Matt, he wanted to know, I'll go ahead and answer his question. Uh, when you die and go to heaven, are you still the same age in your new body? Uh, the Bible doesn't indicate that. We do get new heavenly bodies, and uh, we don't know what age we will be. I, I like to think, and this is just a thought, This is I wouldn't make theology out of this, that we'll probably be around 30 years of age. The reason that I say that is Jesus started his ministry at 30 years of age, uh, David became king at 30 years of age. Uh, we know that the priest would minister beginning at the 30 years of age. So it just seems like a number that um, that is there. But uh, we will know each other. We will recognize each other. But we don't know what age. Uh, is there age really in heaven? Uh, we will have new glorified bodies. But I don't think that a little infant baby is going to remain an infant baby or somebody who's. Over a hundred years old is going to remain to be a hundred over a hundred years old. Our heavenly bodies will be where there's no sickness there's no um, you know disease uh we're not broken uh, but we're perfectly uh, glorified in our bodies, and that's going to be wonderful so uh Matt, sorry we didn't get a hold of you, so if you got any more follow up on that, please give me a call. Hey, we got all open lines. 303 690 is the call-in number. Again, my name is Jeff Figgs of Calvary Chapel Greeley with you on this Tuesday afternoon. We got some rain in our listening area here on Grace FM. So if you're driving from work or in uh, rush hour or whatever the case may be, just be careful. Take your time and um, be safe. And then also uh, we just uh, are thankful for the rain. Sometimes we don't like it. It's inconvenient. Uh, to drive in and to do other things in, but we really need the moisture, so we're thankful for that and grateful for the moisture up here in farm country. Sometimes we call it liquid sunshine, and uh, we certainly have gone through drought over the last several years. And we want to make sure that we have and pray for those the rains that would come in. So, got two open lines: three zero three six nine zero three thousand. Call in number. Text line is 720-336-0897. Let's go to Karen in Amarillo, Texas. Karen? Yes. You're on Calvary Live.
4: Oh, thank you.
5: Um, oh, thank- well,
4: I'm, I have a prayer request. Um,
3: mm-hmm.
5: I
4: just, I'm just retired from a long nursing career, and I'm a widow of two years, and I moved from Canyon, Texas, to Amarillo, which is like 20 miles to be really close to my kids, and um, was the first Baptist church all my life. But I've been visiting Pastor Bill Gam's Grace Church, which is fabulous, and mm-hmm. um, I, and I'm thinking of uh, making that my Amarillo church home. But the prayer request is for for me to. To, to read and understand and know and receive the Lord's will for my life and in I guess my last chapter. I'm retired now and it's all new. Um yeah. and and so I, I would just uh covet prayer for that that I would yeah. find the yeah. Lord's will for my life going forward.
3: Yeah, I think that's a great prayer, Karen. And first of all I want to say thank you for what you did in being a nurse uh for all those years. I'm so grateful Especially over the last couple of years uh, those who uh, were in the medical field and I know you retired a couple of years ago but uh, your training how you care for people it just to me it brought a greater awareness of um, how blessed we are those who are in the medical field so first of all thank you for your service and as you're retired i I'm blessed to hear that you're discovering you know just with a renewed blessing and interest and and the Word of God that's touching your heart, and and there's nothing like it. And you're in an exciting time of your year. It's an adjustment. As I talk to a number of people that retire because, you know, you've done something for so long, and then all of a sudden, um, you know, the daily routines and things like that uh, change. But I just want to encourage you, Karen, that I believe that every stage of our life that the Lord desires to just work through us, and to minister through us. And I I was thinking about this because we're going through the book of Daniel and how Daniel was used of the Lord all through the captivity. He was taken into captivity when he was only about 14 years of age. And I can't imagine what that must have been like for Daniel to be taken away from his home, to be taken away from his parents, to be taken away from everything that he knew, to go and uh, be a eunuch in the empire of Babylon and to work for a very mean boss, Nebuchadnezzar, but he stood firm for the Lord, and he continued to do that. And the reason I was thinking about you know this because Daniel in chapter six, it's after the seventy years of captivity, just it's just about over. He's an elderly man, and yet he's still being used of the Lord, and and that's why it, I want to encourage you that. Uh, for those who are young, that the Lord wants to bless, and the Lord wants to use our young people. And I tell our young people, you know, you think about Daniel taken off when he was 13, 14 years old. Mary, when she uh, was with child with with Jesus, was only about 16 years old. Joseph, when he was taken off into uh, Egypt, uh, sold into slavery, uh, was only about 16, 17 years of age. You know, and God wants to use our young people. But then I think about Moses. He didn't start his ministry till he was 80 years old. And Daniel continued to be faithful, clear into his 80s. And I think that God is telling us through the Scriptures that he desires to use us in whatever age that we're at, whatever stage of life, and to have joy uh, in that stage of life, to really enjoy it. So I, I'm really—I uh, just— want to pray for you and, and know that god has something very special for you to use you whatever that might be uh, certainly you have expressed a desire to grow in the word of god and you you rediscovered that i think that's so wonderful and that's what's that's a blessing about going through you know the scriptures chapter by chapter and verse by verse the word of god is alive and it touches our hearts and to grow in the grace and knowledge of jesus christ is so incredible and the word of god and so I just want to encourage you, Karen, and just thank you for what you have done and, and enjoy this stage, even though it's an adjustment. And I believe God's going to honor you and he's going to bless you in every way. So, Father, I just pray for Karen. I pray that you would bless her, that as she is retired and also a widow, um, that, Lord, that I think of Anna in the Gospel of Luke, that uh, who was widowed, and, and yet she was used of the Lord to give a message concerning a Christ child. Lord, I pray that you would help Karen to grow in your word as she's rediscovered, you know, just uh, the word of God and going through it chapter by chapter and verse by verse. And Lord, I pray that you would just speak to her heart how she can get involved, how she can serve because you want to use her. And I'm very grateful for our elderly. Uh, we are to honor them. And the wisdom that they bring, um, just, um, Lord, just, uh, they're so valuable. And I just pray that you use Karen in that way. And I pray that you would just guide her and direct her and um, and guide her uh, just where she's to go. And you promised that as we go to you and that as we wait on you, that you would speak to us saying, this is the way, go in it, go to the left, go to the right. So I pray that you be that voice behind her, guiding her in the steps ahead, in the days ahead, months, years ahead. Um, and it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen.
4: Thank you so much. It's a tremendous encouragement, Pastor. Appreciate it. You
3: you bet, Karen. God bless you. Okay. Bye-bye. 690 is the calling number. The text line is 720 we got two open lines, so grab one of those open lines would love to encourage you, pray with you, listen, the encouragement that I have for you, whether you 're young or whether you 're older, God wants to use you and and He has gifts to give to all of us, and we are here for such a time as this, and I just want to encourage you, serve the Lord in whatever capacity opportunities and and that serving may take on different um, Ways, you know, um, some of you are perhaps taking care of your elderly parents. Some of you are raising your kids in the ways of the Lord, you know, and um, but it honors the Lord. Uh, some of you guys are working hard to provide for your family, but serve the Lord in everything that you do is as unto the Lord, as Paul would write to, you know, the Church of Colossae, and to do it in a way that honors God and do it in a way that we're uh, we're just looking to him for everything and then you know just serve him just walk with him be used of him and you're going to see that he's going to do exceedingly abundantly above all that you ask or think 3036903000 the call in number got a couple open lines grab one of those open lines if you need prayer got a question text line is 7203360897 let's go to Arlene and Greeley Arlene
6: Yes, I'm here.
3: You're on Calvary Live. Thank you for calling.
6: And thank you for having my call. Um, I've got a couple of questions. I'll try to make them kind of quick, but the first one um, is probably one that's been a long time debated. It's um, Zechariah 13, 8 and 9. It's about the... it um, shall come to pass in the land that two-thirds shall be cut off and die, and one-third shall be left. And my question is, who are the two-thirds that will die? I've heard it's from the whole land or it's just two-thirds of Israel. So I guess I'm asking what your take is on that.
3: Yeah, and it, it is hard to pin it down exactly because, and for the sake of our listeners, and Zachariah, it's an amazing book, Because Zechariah is given prophecy concerning the day of the Lord. The day of the Lord begins the tribulation period and extends through the second coming of Jesus Christ and then the millennium reign of Jesus Christ. And Zechariah begins to talk about the deliverance of Judah. And we do know that God has a plan for Israel. He has brought them back into the land. And Arlene, it's very fascinating to be able to put all the pieces of prophecy See, together as Ezekiel was there, he speaks about them coming back into the land and and inhabiting the ancient cities and uh, replanting the land and in the mountains of Israel is where they dwell safely. And then Zechariah comes along and he speaks about that tribulation period and how they're going to recognize that that he is um, the Messiah in chapter 12. And in chapter 13, he, he gives some very heavy words, and I'll read it for uh, those verses that you just gave to me. And it shall come to pass in the land, says the Lord, that two-thirds of it shall be cut off and die, but one-third shall be left in it, and I will bring one-third through the fire, will refine them as silver and refined, and test them as gold is tested. And then they will call on my name, and I will answer them, and I will say, This is my people, and each one will say, The Lord is my God." So he's talking about the restoration of Israel, isn't he? That we do know that the at the end of the tribulation period you you read Joel, Joel talks about this massive army coming into the land, and then they're going to consecrate a fast, they're going to call out on the Lord is at that time I will pour out on the house of David and the inhabitants of Jerusalem, the spirit of grace and supplication, they will look on me whom they pierce. Yes, they will mourn for him as one mourns for his only son and grieve him as one grieves for a firstborn. But we know that the Jews, as as well as the tribulation saints, are going to go through the fire of tribulation. So the question is, and it's a good question, Arlene, is this speaking about two-thirds in Jerusalem? Is this speaking about two-thirds in Israel? Or is it talking about two-thirds of the Jews as a whole? And it seems to indicate that it's going to be perhaps uh, two-thirds there in the land, in Israel. Um, But there's different thoughts. Some say that two-thirds in Jerusalem. Uh, He goes on to say in chapter 14, he mentions the city. So chapter 14, Behold, the day of the Lord is coming. Your spoil will be divided in your midst, for I will gather all the nations to battle against Jerusalem. So some say that, what Zechariah is saying is speaking of the city of Jerusalem, as the nations of the world gathered there in a the valley just north of Jerusalem called Megiddo, and it seems like half of the city um, will go into captivity. It seems like they're going down, so perhaps it is Jerusalem. Perhaps it's two thirds in the land. Um, that seems to be the general consensus. I've heard even those who commentate saying two thirds of. The Jews will be um, will be put to death by the Antichrist because we know that in Second Thessalonians chapter two that he will go into the rebuilt temple, proclaim himself as God, to be worshipped as God. And anyone who does not take the mark of the beast at that time to you know make their allegiance to the Antichrist is going to be put to death. So we do know that there's going to be. The tribulation saints, he makes war with them. Revelation chapter thirteen, many of them are going to be put to death, and many of the Jews who reject him, there's going to be a remnant that's going to flee to the rock city of Petra, and they're going to escape there, and they're going to hide out there till the second coming of Jesus Christ. So, those are the different thoughts on that. Some say it's Jerusalem, some say it's the land of Israel, some say as a whole that are going to go through the fire, but. Very, very difficult days.
6: That was kind of my take on that, too. And by the way, I am fascinated with prophecy and the end times, and that's kind of where this is coming from. And the next question really is, I don't have the verse in front of me, but it has to do, are we the generation that will not pass? Because I've heard that we are, and then I've you know also read and studied that we aren't. Um, and I, I you know what I'm talking about, don't you? I don't have that verse
3: in front of me. Yeah, yeah. and Jesus in the Olivet Discourse, he speaks about um the the parable of the fig tree. And I'll I'll read it yeah. to our listeners and to you. Um and he, he's speaking about his return. He says, Learn the parable of the fig tree, that when its branches already become tender and put forth leaves, you know that summer is near. And so you also, when you see all these things, know that it is near at the doors. Surely I say to you that this generation will no means pass away until all these things take place. So there's been all kinds, endless speculation in what Jesus is saying there. You know, the budding of the fig tree, it seems to tie in with Israel. And I think that when Israel became a nation in 1948, that started the end time clock that started ticking to where you know those who study end-time prophecy scholars, they say that the nation of Israel coming back as a nation, back into the land after 2,000 years, which is an absolute miracle, that's the hour hand. And that Jerusalem, uh, as they took Jerusalem in the Six-Day War, and Jerusalem is once again the capital of Israel, that's the minute hand, and then the Temple Mount is the second hand. But we see the things going on. So... There's been all kinds of people that speculate, first of all, what is a generation? And then they come up with these mathematical formulas. Uh, we know that there was a book that was popular in the 80s, 88 Reasons Why Jesus Might, Must Come Back in 1988. Well, he never came back um, because they used the 40-year generation. The word generation here is an interesting word. It literally means race. So what Jesus is saying, that when you see the fig tree bud, that you know that <clears throat> that summer is near, that my coming is near. And that generation will not pass away until all these things take place. What things? The things that he'd been talking about in the Olivet Discourse. He was talking about the signs of the time. He's talking about the tribulation period, the second coming of Jesus Christ. And that word generation means race. It, it literally means Uh, A race, so it could be just simply saying that that the Jews will not be plucked out of the land, as Amos says, they will not die off until you know Jesus Christ comes back. But there's debate on all that. Um, The thing to to keep in mind is is that Jesus didn't tell us this, so we can come up with a a mathematical formula. Is it an Abrahamic uh, generation? Is it Moses' generation? Whatever. But when we do see the budding of the fig tree, that was the super sign, Israel becoming a nation again, that that his coming is very near. And Luke's Gospel says, when the fig tree buds and all the trees bud, you know summer is near, and we know that the coming of the Lord is near. And so that generation is debated. Is it just speaking about the Jewish people not being plucked out of the land, or is it speaking of a, a number of years um, and so you can do more study on that. And if you get a really clear answer, give me a call, Arlene. I'd like to hear it because I've read much yeah. on it.
6: <laughs> okay. Well, I have two, and I guess that's what I thought. Both of these subjects, you know, I guess they're all very debatable. But you know, God didn't want us to know everything, so He's gonna He's gonna give us enough that we need to know up here, apparently. But thank you Keep very your, much. Um,
3: you're you're uh, welcome. It, it Keep your sense. eyes on the Lord.
6: Yeah, there's all kinds of different ideas, but I do appreciate your time and your answers. Thank you, Arlene.
3: Thank you very very much. You bet. 303-690-3000. I believe we got a couple open lines, and so let's go to Angela uh, in Fort Collins. Hi, Angela.
1: Hello, sir. How are you today?
3: I'm good. How are you doing? Thank you for calling.
1: Um, being here, and thank you uh, to the gentleman who answers the phone. He is wonderful.
3: He is wonderful, isn't he? He
1: is. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, He's a um, good guy. I, <laughs> I gave him the whole earful. I'll give you the Cliff Notes. Um, I just wanted to call and ask for prayer. Um, I've had back pain for coming up on a, well more than a year, but really bad for about a year. I ended up. Um, going through surgery on my hip, which did not fix my back, and now I'm going through an uphill battle about just trying to get some answers. Um, The place that I've gone to for my hip, now that I'm going for my back, I mean, I've tried to call the MRI coordinator twice, you know, in in a couple of weeks. I'm not, like, totally harassing them, but, um, you know, no call back. So I call the doctor's PA. I leave her a message, no call back. So I wait a week. I call her back finally get a message, a voicemail, and then it's like, okay, well, I understand that the MRI was, you know, another MRI was declined by insurance, but now what can we do? No callback. No callback. So, it's just really frustrating, because, you know, it's just, it's been a while. I'm still in pain. Um, God's mm. definitely teaching me patience, right? But it's yes. just a frustrating battle, you know, when you're in pain daily. I don't do drugs. I don't like drugs. I don't, you know, if it gets bad enough, I'll take an Advil, but um, I yeah. just would like prayer for patience for me um, to help yeah. with dealing with the frustration and then um, just for some clear answers, you know, if God could just either help yeah. me be patient or <laughs> something along those lines. I just, I am, um, I'm to the point yeah. where I, well, I, I can't do this alone, so I, I need a yeah. prayer.
3: And especially when you're in pain, you know, it's, it's hard to wait and, you know, in our spiritual life, the Lord tells us to wait on Him, and and that's not always the easy process. But when it comes to, you know, getting communication and and uh, feedback and and trying to resolve a painful situation, we're going to pray that the Lord uh, does come in and that, you know, you can get the answers that you need and, and move forward and getting some healing and some relief. So, Father, I do pray. I pray for Angela. I just pray that you would just uh, be with her as Um, in the patients. And Lord, um, as she's in pain, having these back issues, uh, super frustrating with the process and uh, just the communication, the follow-up, I pray that that would happen. She'd get some answers. She'd be able to get some relief. Lord, that you would give her that relief right now because you you are able to do that. Just touch her back, um, bring healing, bring comfort to her. Lord, just bring strength to her right now. Uh, She goes through the days that she get the answers that she needs. You care about her. You care about everything in her life. And Lord, I just ask that you would just, um, if she's asking for patience, that you would give that to her. But Lord, also for the strength and comfort and the answers that she needs. And Lord, that um, you would just work and show yourself strong on her behalf. So we just lift her up to you and her back and all her pain and all the process she's going through. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Amen.
1: Amen. Thank you so much. I know we're going to break. So we are. enjoy your day. And thank you so much thank for you. all of everything you that you guys do over
3: there. Hey, you do hear the music, so it's breaks the only break that we have. Give me a call, 303-690-3000. We've got open lines. Love to talk to you.
0: Welcome back to Calvary Live. Give us a call at 303-690-3000 or text us at 720-336-0897. Let's join Calvary Live right now.
3: Welcome back to the second half of Calvary Live. So glad that you've joined us. Hey, give me a call. You heard those numbers, 303 690 is calling number. I got two open lines. So we got plenty of time in the show to answer your questions or to pray with you and for you. Um, I want to welcome everyone who's listening, whether it's Grace FM or whether Radio by Grace or on the uh, Grace FM app online. Uh, You're listening live. And then uh, to remind you, those of you listening on another radio network, perhaps Hope FM, Truth FM, Higher Rock Radio, you are um, one that... Uh, is a week delayed, but you can call me and we'll have our conversation and you can listen to it a week later. Uh, We're going to go to the phone lines in just a minute. Again, two open lines, 303-690-3000. My name, Jeff Figgs from Calvary Chapel Greeley, usually with you on Mondays and Tuesdays. Always a blessing to be with you, to talk with you, to encourage you, to pray with you and answer your questions. But um, I do want to remind you that we're coming up uh, here very quickly on what is called Holy Week. That's Palm Sunday on April the 10th. And then that week, many churches have additional services, maybe a midweek, a mundane Thursday, Good Friday service. And then we have Resurrection Weekend, uh, Resurrection Sunday on the 17th of April. But I want to encourage you to invite somebody out to your um, to your uh, church to hear the gospel, to hear the good news. The world desperately needs to hear that the tomb is empty, Jesus is alive, and that he died for our sins, he rose again from the grave, and we have a living hope that comes through the resurrection of Jesus Christ. So really pray about who you might invite, because more people are open to come on Resurrection Weekend than any other time. Uh, Resurrection Weekend and then, of course, at Christmas as well. And we want to give that message. We want to... Encourage people to hear the message of the gospel. The greatest news ever proclaimed is that He's alive and the tomb is empty. And uh, just want to put that uh, little thought and uh, into uh, and reminder into your your heart, into your mind, uh, that you will say, Hey, I I got somebody I've been talking to, or a neighbor or a family member. I'd really like to invite them out to Resurrection Weekend services. So be sure to check those extra services that are going on. Many churches. Are doing that, and then also um, to uh, just encourage them to come and and to hear the good news that the tomb is empty. Also to remind you that here at Calvary Greeley, we're going through the Book of Daniel. It's a very 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 popular study. You can get those studies anywhere um, that you're at, at on our website, Calvary Chapel Greeley, all uh, one word, G R E E L E Y dot org o r g, and uh, get that study of Daniel. And uh, those of you in the area can come by and see us. We'd love to meet you, 8, 9, 30, 11 o'clock on Sunday morning. Children's Ministry for it. Look at our website for further directions and, um, and information there. I'd love to meet you. And uh, people are really enjoying this Daniel study. So love to have you come out. Uh, we got an open line, 303-690-3000. Call in number to text line 720 336 Let's go to Ralph. Ralph and Greeley. Hi, Ralph.
2: Hi, Pastor Jeff. Thanks for taking my call.
3: You bet. Thanks for calling.
2: So I, I have a question. Um, you know, I've been uh, lately, this last couple of years, starting to become more and more critical of people. And you know, I'm not sure, you know, I don't, I'm not sure. Well, I know it's coming from the enemy, um, mm-hmm. but it's, uh, surprising that I'm that I'm, you know, it's it's just been really noticeable to me lately. And I,
3: you know, like today I was in a grocery store and I said,
2: see this, you know, this guy with a with a mask on because he's, you know, paranoid about getting sick, you know, from COVID or whatever. And you know, and and my thoughts are going to that, you know, that place. And I and I and I really dislike it, but it's, it seems to be happening, you know, more and more. And you know and yeah, that's something I'm struggling with, and, and mm-hmm. I'm not, you know, I'm not like that, and I don't, and I don't want to be like that. And yeah. I just gave you one yeah. example, but it's you know
3: it's kind of like a yeah. Pool. Well, it's easy to do, Ralph. It's easy to get that critical spirit, especially when we see the things around us. And one of the things that happens is we're bombarded with information all the time, and you know we look around, we get frustrated. What's going on in our nation? Um, in our culture. It frustrates us. And then, you know, we're constantly getting that information. And what can happen is, is we can develop that critical spirit. And of course, I think COVID really brought out um, critical spirits in a lot of people where, you know, we were debating mass, not to have mass vaccinations, um, all these different things. Here's the thing, Ralph, and I think God's going to honor your what you're saying your heart because you're saying i don't want to have that critical spirit so i think that's the first step that that i do become critical i see somebody in the store that has a mask and you know they're they're all paranoid well we really you don't know really the reason why they have a mask are they paranoid or is there really some health issues that they have we don't know people's hearts as much as we think that they do or their motives And the Christian is to not have a critical spirit. What we're to do is have a compassionate spirit, that we are to to be ones that, that there's something different about us. And that's one of the things that we've been talking about on Sunday morning going through Daniel, is that Daniel, here he was. Can you imagine Ralph being taken away from your home, that you go to Babylon, you're working for a king who would not hesitate to chop you up in little pieces and throw you in the burning, fiery furnace but it says of Daniel that he had an excellent spirit within him. And Daniel, we saw last week, he would he would tell the king that, listen, the king hears a dream, and he tells the king he needs to repent. He tells the king that this is bad news. But Daniel did it with a tender heart, and I think that Daniel really cared for Nebuchadnezzar. He had been ministering to him for 30 years, um, I believe he prayed for him, so we want to look at people the way that the Lord would want us to look at at people and i 'm so grateful that the Lord showed compassion to me i 'm so grateful for his grace that he didn't have a critical spirit um, because um, you know we 're to build people up, not to tear them down we 're to we 're to encourage people, not discourage them, and we all have a choice to make and So as you just continue to ask God to just change your heart on that, he will do that, to have that excellent spirit uh, that is in you, to look at people and realize that Jesus died for them, and he loves them, and that, you know, Ralph, you have something to give. You're a believer, and a lot of people, they don't have the Lord. They don't have what you have, and so we want to just be tenderhearted, and that's what the scripture says that, you know, put off anger and wrath and all of that and be tenderhearted towards one another and to give preference to one another and look out not only for our own interests, but for the interests of others. So, you know, Ralph, I, I appreciate you calling and just being honest. And as you're honest to the Lord, I believe he's going to begin to work that spirit of compassion in you and help you get rid of that spirit of, of being critical.
2: Yes, I appreciate that very much. Um, hey, yeah, I was yeah, thinking
3: of something. There's a, there's an account of Jesus that there's a man who was blind, and he, you know, asked Jesus for healing, and Jesus touched his eyes, and Jesus said, "Can you see?" And the man said, "I see men like trees walking." Um, and so Jesus touched him again. And then he could see clearly. And it's interesting. Some of the commentaries and stuff is like, did Jesus goof? Did he not do, get it right the first time? Uh, I, I think it's recorded in the Gospels for a reason. Because all of us were blind, but now we see, right? That's that's the good news. We were blind spiritually. We were dead spiritually, but Jesus touched us, and now we see. But, Ralph, sometimes we see people like trees, we don't see very clearly uh, we we you know we want to be critical towards them, and we're just going to pray that the Lord touches you again so you can see people the way that he wants you to see that you can see clearly and I think he's going to do that okay
2: does, does he does, does when that spirit comes around you know um, to have that control. And to have that in your mind, I mean, it seems like a, and that goes with everything. I, I mean, it seems like it's a constant battle that we're in. It is, and it's a, and it's a constant uh, focus on on God to be able to keep you, you know, yeah, out of these struggles, or, or to be able to handle some of these struggles in life. And I just, and it just seems, wow, you know, you think that you have it all together, and that, and that you're you're know you're walking this this your walk and and then and then you find yourself after a while just being you know just in mm-hmm. this in this, yeah. in this yeah. sinful uh, mindset for for whatever reason and and you know every, every day I'm in scripture and 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 you know every day I'm, I'm in prayer and yet and yet this you know slowly creeps into your mind and then you're you're you know you're doing these things
3: yeah, yeah, yeah. I just, I don't it's it. a battle. It's a battle. We're told to hold every thought captive to the obedience of Jesus Christ. Keep washing yourself with the water of the word. You know, just keep asking for help. And you're going to see God. He's going to be working. There are some times, Ralph, I come home and I thought, was that me? What I said to that person or my attitudes? And it's just like, oh, Lord, forgive me. You know, I should know better. But but he's going to keep working, and we're going to pray for you. So, Father, I pray for Ralph. And as he, on his honesty of his heart, comes, you know, and, and just he, that critical spirit and those thoughts that come into his mind. Help him to hold every thought captive to the obedience of Jesus Christ, to put off the critical spirit and have a compassionate spirit, to be tenderhearted. Um, Lord, to look at people clearly the way that you would have him to, And, Lord, to um, just grow in that love for you and love for others. And it's not always easy. And, Lord, I just pray you be with him, that you would guide him. Fill him right now with your Holy Spirit. Just fill him so he can live that life the way that you want him to. And, Lord, that um, that you would just minister to his heart, to his mind. And, uh, Lord, do that work in him. In Jesus' name, amen.
2: Thank
3: you, Pastor Jeff. Love you. You YouTube, Talk to you later. All right. Thanks for calling, Ralph. Okay. 303-690-3000. The call-in number seven two zero 720 Let's go to Amanda. Amanda? Hello. You're on Calvary Live. Thank you for holding.
7: Sure.
3: Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Well,
7: my question was that i have been really having a struggling time coming back to faith again after being in a strict regimented catholic family and stuff i'm having a real time you know finding the true meaning of god and and finding jesus christ because i know that a lot of the ideals that were instilled in my religion were not of truth if you will so i'm just Mm -hmm. wondering you know what is the best course of action as far as you know finding that light, knowing what to do to spread his word and his purpose for me?
3: Mm-hmm. Well, Amanda, you know I grew up in the Catholic Church, um, so I know a little bit of, of what you're talking about. I grew up in the Catholic Church till I was 18 years old, and, and then I said I'm not going to go to church anymore. And you know it was when I went to my sister kept bugging me. Um, she said, I want you to come to this church. It's called Calvary Chapel. And and finally I went because I just wanted her to be quiet, to quit bugging me. And I thought, I'll go. She'll quit bugging me. And when the Bible was opened up and the Word of God was read to me, it was first really the first time I ever really heard the Word of God being read to me. It hit me right between the eyes, and it hit me right in, in the heart. And and I know the struggles of growing up in, in religion and, you know, um, the Catholic Church and, you know, the sacraments and communion and confirmation and all the other things. But here's what the Lord says to you, Amanda. He says, I want you to come home. I want you to come home to me. And he desires for you to just come to him Renew your faith in him to say that my salvation is not based on religion, but my salvation is based on on you, Jesus, a personal relationship with you, and knowing that I need to be forgiven. You died on the cross and that you rose again from the grave. And then you go to a place where you're being taught the word of God and growing in the word of God. And, and that you're growing in his love and you're going to see the Lord do amazing things in your heart. I tell you, it will happen. So his invitation is to come, to come. So Amanda, I want to ask you something because I've just only met you about two minutes ago. Have you come to Jesus as your Lord and Savior? I,
7: I mean, yes, I invite him into my heart. I invite him into my life. Yeah. I want to know him. I want I need his guidance, you know. It's Yeah. <laughs> it's been good. rough.
3: Yeah, it's been rough. But you know what? He's going to honor that. And there's one thing that he wants, he wants your heart. He wants you to understand clearly that as you come to the cross and ask for forgiveness and believe that God raised him from the dead, you shall be saved and now you go to a good Bible-believing church and I'm glad you found our station. But go to a church where you can grow in the Word of God, and you're going to see that the Word of God is alive and powerful. And it's about relationship. It isn't about religion. And as you grow in the Word of God, you're going to know Him more. The most important thing for you to do is to know Him, to know Him and to love Him and to walk with Him, to enjoy Him. And that's what He wants to do with your heart. And so I want to pray for you. There's good churches. You're in the Denver area there's good Calvary chapels that are there. And um, Calvary Chapel, Denver, there's Calvary Church in Aurora, there's, you know, whatever area you're in, um, Mm -hmm. that you go and you can find a Calvary Chapel or a good Bible-believing church where you can grow in the Word of God and be in fellowship, Amanda, be in fellowship where other ladies can encourage you and pray for you, where you can, you know, just be blessed. It's, so important that we're in fellowship because we need that today and I think that's going to be a tremendous blessing to you.
7: Well, thank you so much. I think you're right because I've been kind of alone at this. So, <laughs> it could only well, be a benefit to me.
3: Yeah, it is. And you know, God didn't make us to be alone. And and the thing is is if you're alone, then the world can beat you up a whole lot more. Yeah. You know, Satan can beat you up. It's it's being there's there's safety in a multitude of counsel. There's there's safety in being in a body of believers to encourage you and build you up. So if you're in the Denver area, you can look up Calvary, you know, Denver, a group of believers. Pastor Louie, he's a wonderful man. They'll love you, they'll care for you. In the Denver area, there's other calvaries, Cherry Creek, Calvary Chapel Cherry Creek, Calvary Church Aurora. You can get on um the I believe Grace FM website, and they have church locators that are there in your area, and go to a good Bible-believing church and be with other believers, and I, I know you'll be tremendously blessed.
7: Excellent. Thank you so much. I really appreciate your guidance and advice, and it was a beautiful message I think I needed to hear.
3: Okay, Amanda, let me pray with you real quick. Father, I pray for Amanda. She's come out of religion, but desires to grow in that relationship with you, and Lord, you want her to and she was made to have fellowship with you and to know you and so guide her to a place where she can get fed the word of god be encouraged loved prayed for and i pray that you would guide her to that church and lord that um that she would be with the body of believers that can strengthen her and encourage her and so lord i just pray for that work in her and lord that she keep listening to grace fm and growing in the word of god and uh and and just see her, her her spirit, her soul be lifted up in a tremendous way. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Amen. So Amanda, mm-hmm. you stay in touch. You call me back and let me know how it's going. Okay?
7: Thank you so much. I will, Pastor Jeff. I appreciate it.
3: You bet, Amanda. God bless you three oh three six nine oh three thousand is the call in number text line seven two zero three three six zero eight nine seven. We need each other. We need to be in fellowship. We need to be in a church where we're encouraged and blessed especially especially in the day in which we are in and I want to encourage you in that. Let's go to Evan and Superior. Evan?
5: Howdy how you doing?
3: Good, you're on Calvary Live. Thanks for calling
5: Oh, well, thank you for taking me. Um brevity is not my strong suit but I'll try and get through it quickly um, okay. first of all just a piece of encouragement uh, for you uh, we lost our house in the fires and and uh, mm. there for quite a while I, I I had to get off Grace FM I just couldn't couldn't really uh, I wasn't at a place to be listening to that I was listening to a different station you know but but uh, when I came when I came back and started listening again um, two pastors in particular, you and another one, just really, really felt like coming coming back to family, listening to you on the radio. Really, really appreciate your messages and everything. Well, um, I'm
3: glad you were encouraged.
5: My, qu- yeah, my, my question for you is uh, regarding my in-laws. Uh, I, I have a Japanese spouse, and Japan's one of the least evangelized countries in the world. Yeah. And uh, last year, My wife's great uncle, who's one of the best men I've ever known, passed away, Um, and they didn't speak any English. I don't speak any Japanese, so I was unable to uh, evangelize with him or anything like that. And now that my kids are kind of getting more into family and and things like that, I was wondering what I could tell them about what his status and also about my wife's uh, grandparent's status is. And, uh, you know, how, how it is that, you know, I was unable to evangelize to them.
3: Yeah, and, you know, there's, you know, it, it, we had, um, my wife particularly had um, a good, good friend in Japan and went out and saw her and her family. And, you know, that's one of the things that came up. Uh, Evan, the best thing you can do is give them the truth. And, you know, God is a just God. And, and people sometimes ask, well, what about the person who hasn't heard about Jesus, never heard the gospel? You know, the the gospel, the good news, we do know that Jesus said that I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no one comes to the Father except through me. So you can give the gospel to whoever you can, and to give that truth, and and to focus on the love and compassion and provision of Jesus Christ, what he did on the cross. And you can't speak for the great uncle. You can't speak for the grandparents but you can give the gospel to them and that's where I would keep the focus on is that you have heard the gospel and Jesus did die for your sins and he is a, a, he's completely just and and so keep talking to them and praying for them and just praying that the lord will open up their hearts t- to him and it's you know sometimes we sometimes it's a little bit of a diversion and I understand that we do care about loved ones that have passed on, but you want to get the focus on, you know, you. what about you? You know, you have now heard the gospel, and the Lord loves you, and he died for you, and to keep the focus on them presently because, you know, we, we can't speak um, for everybody else, but they can make a decision and it's appointed once for man to die, then the judgment, and he's perfectly just, and he's the judge, and give them the gospel. Give them the gospel, and and pray for them, and just continue to do that, and do it with a tender heart.
5: Yeah, my oldest, uh, just as we started the um, uh, Christmas season, we were doing the Advent calendars, and, and on the first yeah. day, she... she uh, accepted Jesus. So that's been really great. Um, Like I say, it's mostly just, you know, as we go into family and stuff, and in particular, they're going to be going back this summer for the one-year anniversary of him passing. So Mm. I think these sorts of questions might come up.
3: Yeah, and, you know, they're not easy questions to answer, but any way that we answer anybody is just with a tender heart and with truth. You know, Jesus was full of truth and grace, and he was perfect harmony of truth and grace. Um, he, he, you know, the common people heard him gladly, Mark's gospel says, and he would answer with grace, but he always answered truthfully. Um, I always say if it's just all truth and there's no grace, it's just harsh, and, you know, then it's, then it is harsh. If it's just grace and there's no truth, then it's flaky. So there's a combination in that and just do the best that you can and ask for God for wisdom and let them know that, you know, what about you? You you have heard the gospel and now you're responsible for it and um to encourage them that Jesus loves them and um you know, and that's that's where you're at right now and to pray about that you would be able to minister, you know, if you have the opportunity to go back next year.
5: Yeah. Yeah, that kind of comes I, up with the question that my, my wife had of, well, if it's kind of up to God and God is just, especially bearing in mind that they haven't heard, then isn't it better for them not to hear since God is just and God can make a better decision?
3: Yeah, and that's just, you know, um, as they say that, um, you know, it's it's we are told to tell people the gospel. Jesus said, go out and you know, and give the good news to all people. And so we're instructed to do that and people are to hear. And it's the greatest news. We want people to hear that and to give that to others. So keep pointing her towards the gospel and the good news and that wisdom. But Evan also as we're getting towards the end of the show here, I want to pray for you and losing your home. Um I, I just my heart still goes out to all you who lost your homes and the difficult process you're going through. And I know it's been a a difficult time that I can't imagine what all the things that you're going through. And um, so, um, Father, I just pray. I just pray for my brother, Evan. I thank you that he's been encouraged. But Lord, just um, these are very, very real questions, and they're not, not always easy to answer. But he has the gospel. He has the truth of your word. And, and Lord, to be able to give that and to be able to give it with a tender heart and to give it to his family. And, Lord, use him to do that. And I thank you that he's seen salvation come uh, during uh, the season of Advent, uh, Christmas season, and that you continue to open up hearts and eyes uh, of those that he loves and he gets to speak to. And, Lord, give him wisdom in these questions that that are being asked. And Lord, I also pray for his process of going through and, and rebuilding and all those who um, lost their homes um, just a few months ago, three months ago. And Lord, I just pray that um, you would be with them, provide for them. And Lord, um, that that process would really begin to move forward with the cleanup and then the rebuilding. Just be with them and encourage him in his heart. And, Lord, I thank you for him and his call, and it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen.
5: All right. Well, thank you very much, and thank you for your time. And, again, thank you very much for, for your messages on the radio. You're very encouraging.
3: Thank you. God bless you, Evan. Hey, sorry we didn't get to everybody, and um, but uh, so glad to be with you today, pray with you to answer your questions. And just again, I just want to encourage you, just continue in the Word. Keep looking to the Lord. Uh, He wants to use you in the day in which we're in. Be in fellowship with other believers. Get involved in a good Bible-believing church. Invite somebody out to Resurrection Weekend services. God bless you, and looking forward to when the next time I'll be with you on Calvary Live. Have a great evening. You've
0: been listening to Calvary Live. Tune in next time for prayer and God's Word.